Reddit, what's your deep web story? Disclaimer, I'll keep a lot of these stories lighthearted, but do keep in mind that the further you go into the dark web, the more stuff you'll find that will absolutely land you in prison. If you don't know what you're doing, stay off of the dark web. With that being said, please enjoy the video. The majority of these stories will all be the same, because they all come from people who downloaded Tor and went exploring or browsing. The vast majority have found the hidden wiki and clicked on some links. There is a fundamental misunderstanding here of what the dark web is designed to do. Those links from the hidden wiki and other point-and-click entry sites are designed to be found. The most obvious are the darknet markets. They want customers. They put their URLs out there. They list themselves on the wiki and other Tor directories. They don't want the sites to be hidden, just the owners slash servers. If you were to go to one of the directories that crawls and links all the live URLs it can find, most of them will be listed as unknown. Some will take you to a site you can look at anyway, but a lot of them will take you to a page where it simply asks for your credentials before you can go any further. There's nothing else. No link to register, no FAQ, no indication of what is behind that password login. The whole idea of Tor's hidden services is that they are hidden from anybody who doesn't have the credentials to get into them. You have to get them in some other way. There's no referral links being spammed on Reddit or the Intel Exchange or general access forums. Some of these sites may be safe havens for dissidents to discuss stuff. Some of them might be the dark, spooky places of the no-sleep stories. But chances are, none of us will ever know what is behind 99% of them. TLDR, the stuff you will find by browsing the dark web is the stuff other people have found. While I personally never received anything from any deep web affiliated sales folk, I did live with a roommate who would constantly receive the strangest brochures. At first we'd receive brochures for like, cruise lines and the like. I wrote it off as junk mail, but they came so frequently and they started getting stranger. Christian Mingle brochures, petting zoo brochures, brochures for any and all services one can think of. I kind of felt like someone was gaslighting me, but I never said anything, and the brochures would disappear as quickly as they came, so I didn't have time to stress it. Until one day, I walked in, and my roommate was delicately cutting into a brochure and pulling out a small baggie of powder. The dude had hooked up with the most low-key dealer I'd ever seen. Oh man. The stealth that some deep web dudes come up with is legendary. Low-key stealth? Comic book, still in the plastic ceiling, perfectly legit except the entire back page directly inside the cover was a sheet of acid. Super low-key stealth? A CD in a case, plastic sealed, played great music, looked totally ordinary, until you peeled back the case artwork and noticed that there was some SID tucked away in there. Almost flew under the radar and almost got thrown out stealth? Junk mail. I kid you not. Looked like a straight business-sized envelope. Opened it up. Official-looking bullcrap similar to what you'd see in regular old junk mail. Until you noticed that the envelope had a hidden flap on the inside where there was, guess what, acid. I'm not kidding when I say the guy almost threw out the entire thing until he decided to make sure and tore the thing apart. That's not even talking about how some folks get away with powders, pills, and other type things. Collectible Pez dispensers already filled with pills, but looks like it's never even been opened, complete with the actual candy and original packaging as well. They're creative dudes, I swear. Obviously a throwaway. This is from way back, when Silk Road 1 was still going strong. I was looking for a certain substance, but couldn't find it in my part of the world for a decent price. 
posted my request on the forum, and after a few days, someone messages me with an offer. For some reason, I accepted it and sent him around $200. Of course, I got scammed. I didn't think much of it, but posted a warning to others about this guy, saying he scanned me out of $200. A few days later, I get a message in my inbox saying something like this. Hey, I'm a vendor and this guy tried to scam me too. He just ordered an ounce of MDMA from me and an ounce of sweet sugar crystals are on the way to his mailbox. Please send me your BTC address and I will send you the $200 he scammed you out of. The next day, I had my $200 back and a deep respect for the dark web community. TLDR, guy scams me out of $200, someone else scams him of $700 and refunds me of my money. And for the record, yes, he meant literal sugar crystals. It wasn't drug jargon. Back when Internet Relay Chat was on its way out and peer-to-peer -peer was in its infancy, I tried to download The Sims via a private FTP. The guy I downloaded from found a Trojan on my computer and walked me through how to remove it. I would take a bullet for that dude. Silk Road, circa 2013. Purchased what was promised as a, quote, mind-blowing experience. Received a dustbuster two days later. Strangely, no complaints on my end. There was a German man selling pretzels. Just pretzels. I feel like this is a great way to add a layer of mystique to your product if you're a pretzel maker. Pretzels so good they can't be sold in stores. Pretzels so good they're listed alongside the experimental drugs. Way back in the day, beyond the terms of a statute of limitations, you used to be able to use Kazaa and LimeWire and stuff to look at people's entire computers, since they were stupid and set the entire computer to share. I used to send out an email a day to random people, pointing out that the pictures of them screwing their husband slash wife slash girlfriend etc. and their social security number were freely available, along with instructions on how to uninstall Kazaa slash LimeWire. DIY vasectomy kit on Silk Road. It was a kit of weird dentist tool looking hooks and some tube thing. $20. The best thing about Am I the Genius is that you don't have to go to sketchy websites or risk getting arrested to subscribe to the content. Same goes for Am I the Jerk too, linked in the description below. Remember to like the video, subscribe, and thanks for watching! Found someone selling a quote, wish pill online. Basically, you take the pill, make a wish, and it's supposed to make it come true. It just made me laugh how much they were trying to sell it off as something real. They made up fake elements that were supposedly found in nature and showed videos of them, quote, making the pill, which was really just a bunch of blue lights being flashed at the screen. They were selling it for $100 a pill. Sad thing is, there were probably a few idiots who actually bought it. Got bored about four years ago and wanted to see what I could find. Lots of tables with seemingly useless information, people selling drugs, people screwing animals, and vice versa, found a few white supremacist sites, and lots of cheese pizza. Honestly, it's not as exciting as a lot of people make it out to be. There are plenty of quote, hitmen, but I'm guessing 90% of them are cops or a scam. If you are looking to get arrested, there are CP links everywhere. A lot easier to find than I had expected, but I never actually looked at them. Plenty of drugs, some guns. There's plenty of snuff, but you can find snuff on Reddit, so it's not anything special. Overall, I wasn't looking to get arrested, so I didn't do anything besides browse the hidden wiki. Fun story, I used Tor in middle school to get past the websites that were blocked so I could play Congregate. 
You had to enable Flash for it to work because obviously you need it to play Flash games, but you aren't supposed to enable Flash on Tor because it allows you to be traced. I didn't really care though because I was only using it for Congregate. I miss Congregate. I miss it so bad. I wish Flash games were real again. This was back before Google. Web pages were, for the most part, still very basic HTML with JavaScript. Hardly anyone used CSS. Only discussion boards and some banking sites had anything approaching mature front-end slash back-end combinations. Real deep web story, not just one about illicit activities online. I was browsing random blogs, GeoCity sites, and the like, just going from link to link. Eventually, I came upon an odd page. It appeared to be random thoughts from different people, but for the time, it was very well designed. The messages seemed to be cryptic in nature, like several people trying to pass secret notes. I started through the source, and hidden in the comments of a JavaScript were various IP addresses. I gathered all the IPs in a text file and began enumerating. Some are routers with banner messages I could tell net to, almost all at universities. Quote, warning, this is a secure system at university of blah blah. The default Cisco credentials from back in the day worked on most of them, but I didn't poke around. A few of the IPs were web browsers with little to nothing on them, mostly Apache on Linux or some BSD, at least one IIS server I can recall. I finally came upon a web server with a huge directory of HTML files and TIFF images, with a few smaller subdirectories containing the same. NSLOOKUP returned no reverse records for the IP. A visual route traced it as far as Colorado. The HTML files appeared to be records a psychologist or similar mental health professional would keep. The images were of faxes, apparently of both military and medical nature. As I browsed from a subdirectory back to the parent, at the top of was a new HTML file named something like 1-hellothere.html. The timestamp was from right that minute. I opened it, and in plain text was the message, quote, We see you. No quotes, all lowercase. About 15 seconds later, the server dropped. Got it at a friend's urging. Was on it for a while until I stumbled onto a site dedicated to random animal facts. It had no design or anything. It was just black text on a white background listing off animal factoids. I was on it for a good 30 minutes before going, the heck am I doing? An uninstalled tour. I saw someone offering a cure for herpes on Agora. When the drugs arrive and you look in the mail and the only thing going through your head is, holy crap, I can't believe there are drugs in my mailbox that someone shipped me. It's a high in and of itself. One day, I entered one of the deep websites and found a lot of ebooks. The end. I was 19 and wanted to buy a fake ID, but found out that you had to buy Bitcoin and I didn't feel like figuring it out, so I gave up. This was maybe a year or so before Bitcoin blew up. I could be living on the moon right now, but I didn't feel like it. Yeah, about that. I'm gonna have to have you Google Crypto Crash real quick. I decided to check out one of the successor sites soon after the Silk Road was busted. They had two or three crappy looking guns for several thousand dollars a piece, some weed, and a metric crapload of weird research drugs. I was hoping to see things I might recognize, like cocaine, or heroin, or LSD, but instead, I got random mixes of letters and numbers in various pills or powders. It was a lot less exciting than I thought it would be. Downloaded Tor. Went to the Hidden Wiki. Went to the Silk Road. Wasn't interested in drugs. 
found a, quote, saxaphone, was just a saxophone? Found a template for counterfeiting Gucci products. Considered selling Gucci products. Found counterfeit medical degrees. Considered buying one for 999 Bitcoin. Realized that was over $50,000. Found a guy selling carrots. Like, it wasn't code for anything. He was literally just selling carrots for Bitcoin. 10 out of 10 would visit again. I was a part of the No Love Deep Web alternate reality game where we had to do a deep net scavenger hunt, which culminated in me driving to New York to answer a payphone at 3am. That was cool. I once found a forum dedicated to sharing recordings of the automated messages that tell you the next stop on trains. People would post the recordings that they presumably made themselves, and then they would discuss them. It haunts me to this day. I have so many questions. When I was a freshman in high school, my best friend and I were very into the whole deep web thing. We had Tor, and we would exchange onion ports that we had discovered and would explore them together. We saw some weird crap. Right off the bat was a site for a professional hitman, which we decided was definitely run by the FBI. We discovered a series of, quote, chans, or deep web 4chan clones. Some of those were very weird, and some of what we saw was definitely illegal. We were fascinated with those in particular because, of course, we were both ridiculous slash B users at the time. Lots of disturbing and violent adult images, lots of gore, sometimes the two overlapped. We tended to stay away from that stuff. It was a pretty big buzzkill. Finding the Silk Road was cool, even though we didn't ever buy anything. Probably the weirdest stuff I ever found were the personal ads. There were bulletin boards where people would just ask to do the most deviant, incomprehensible crap to someone or vice versa. I think about the Craigslist killer when I remember those things, and wonder how many of those people actually end up acting out those fantasies. Okay, bear with me on this one. I was in the midst of a deeply depraved self-pleasure session once when I saw a thumbnail of a chick smack dab in the middle of a giant dude circle. Thinking it was a typical gangbang, I clicked on it, because why not? What did I have to lose? I was experiencing a pretty ridiculously long dry spell at the time, and was pretty dang lonely. I had done the deed to the chick for the Education Connection commercials just a few days earlier, so it wasn't like it would usher me into a new realm of perversion. Anyways, I clicked on the link expecting a gangbang, but what I found was instead much more shocking. It started out as a typical one, chick playing with herself while a bunch of dudes watched on and slowly stroked it. But then, things got weird. None of the dudes banged her. Instead, there was a glass jar that was being passed around that everyone shot into, Everyone. Like, 40 dudes shot in this jar. Then it finally made its way to a dude in a chef's uniform. He came out of nowhere, pun probably completely intended, and he added the white sauce to pancake batter and made pancakes. The dude made white sauce cakes. Anyways, the chick eats the white sauce cakes while everyone watches, and the weirdest adult film I've ever seen comes to a strange, uncomfortable end. Needless to say, it was very difficult to pleasure myself to. Found out about it when Silk Road 1 got shut down, so decided to check it out and found Agora. Spent a lot of time setting up an account and decided to finally buy something, so I bought a gram of MDMA, and it all worked perfectly. Then started buying more for myself, and started buying some for friends. The next thing I know, I'm ordering ounces of MDMA at a time, and thousands of LSD tabs, and pretty much every drug you can think of, plus a bunch you've never heard of. 
I was moving all this stuff faster than I could buy it as well, really stupidly might I add. Ended up realizing that this was going to either end by me quitting or me behind bars, so I quit while I was ahead. Ended up with over $10,000 profit and a nice little stash for myself. Bought a trip to Europe and never touched the deep web again. Had about a thousand empty gel capsules left over, so filled a bunch of them up with glitter and gave them away so people could enjoy having their crap covered in glitter. In computer science, we often got bored and screwed around. One day, we ran into the deep web. The most disturbing site we found was a comprehensive guide for cooking women. We're not talking about a short joke here. This page had information on what body types to use for specific cuts, how to prepare these cuts, and how to cook the girl so she lives as long as possible. It horrifies me that people way worse than the freaks on criminal minds exist. I first learned about the deep web back in grade 10 when this really strange druggy kid in my grade was going on about it. We sat together in English and had a new teacher that wasn't quite good and didn't really know how to control the class, so the last 20 minutes or so, she would just let us do whatever. Everyone around this kid's desk, let's call him Eli, would crowd around his computer and watch him monkey around on Silk Road and other weird sites he found. No CP or anything, but drugs and hitmen and weird crap in general. I was kind of sketched out by it, so I tried to avoid looking at it all, but I listened and it was pretty screwy. Eventually, Eli decided to order drugs from some site. This was high school, so we all lived at home, so he figured he'd order DMT to his cottage, go up for a weekend, and pick it up to hide in his closet. So we typed in his address to some guy, worked out the details, and waited. Went up to his cottage the next weekend, and we all waited for his return for the stories. Eli got back, and we all ran up to him to ask if it worked. He said it didn't, and he was really mad, since he had already paid the guy. He complained to whoever was selling him the drugs, and the guy was really understanding, and said he'd send an even bigger package to his cottage. Eli went up the next weekend. Still nothing. The guy was very apologetic, and said he'd send one more. Still nothing. Eli gave up and figured it was just a guy trying to make a quick buck. He gave up on the deep web, and that was that. Months later, he goes up to his cottage with his family and has a big dinner party with the whole complex of cottages. He's schmoozing around and overhears these elderly people talking about going to the cops. He asks why, and they tell him. They've been consistently getting shipments of drugs every week. Eli had typed in the wrong address, and the guy he was talking to had been sending more and more to the wrong people each week because he felt so bad. He was so sketched out that he quit everything and now was doing quite well for himself. Proud of him. Was on it once. Saw the usual drugs and whatnot. Then... I happened to stumble onto a blog with a non-working link that I could not confirm, but apparently, before the link stopped working, it used to be a website where you could buy human organs. Now, that doesn't seem too messed up until the blog was talking about its context. The way they got the organs was by having a team of doctors and assistants go out onto the streets to kidnap homeless people. They would put the homeless people in cages, kill them, then cut them up and sell their organs. They said their justification was that homeless people won't be missed and the police would not come looking for them. I can't confirm the validity of this website, but that is the most messed up thing I somewhat stumbled upon on the dark web. Scary stuff. Throwaway, cause illegalness. I was big into Bitcoin when the Silk Road thing happened, and I got into buying certain merchandise online. The first time I was very nervous about the potential of getting caught, so I decided to have the first product sent to my office. I had it addressed generically to the IT department, 
and my boss, who was a good friend, was going to keep an eye out on it for me. I figured this would give me enough deniability if it was intercepted. Things went very wrong. It came in, and instead of the package going to my boss, it went to his boss. Now, the company I worked for at the time is a very large behemoth with access to credit information on just about everyone in the US. Every employee is drug tested, and we have random tests. This would be a huge issue. So, I was at lunch when the package was delivered and opened. I was actually coming back when I got a call from the project manager. Hey, so, did you have anything sent to the office? No, nothing. Why? Duh, not going to admit to this. Nothing strange sent here? No? Well, boss's boss just received a package, and it contains marijuana. Well, I had enough deniability that while plenty of people suspected me, I got off. I learned something about my boss's boss that day. He didn't tell anyone upstream about it, and rumor has it that he took it home and smoked it. Edit, hostilities people. Look, had I shipped it to my home, the worst case scenario would have unacceptable consequences. Cops can intercept the package, obtain search warrant, find plenty of incriminating evidence in my home, I'm arrested, and lose my job. This is what we call an unacceptable risk. By sending it to the office, I had deniability. I increased the risk of losing $50 worth of weed, which is inconsequential. I also completely eliminated the risk of going to jail and losing my job. Even if the company made us all take a drug test, I can easily pass those. It's called risk mitigation. You identify potential risks and find the path that has the least potential consequences. As far as why weed online, all I could find in my area was Mexican brick swag. I went a nice dro. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.